Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and this is the H&J Daily. Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We chatted to Sanjeev Bhaskar, the actor and Liverpool fan. The new series of Unforgotten starts tonight. We also had a chat in the world of showbiz with Jenny Eclair, um, who's uh, talking about all manner of stuff, including Halloween, strangely. Um, we also um, played you some old clips from back in May, June 2008. And, uh, yeah, I think that's probably just about it. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Not a vintage yeah. weekend, probably for either of our clubs, although you might look back on that as, mm. a, as a decent point. Oh, no, not <laughs> at all. I was, I was so angry on Saturday. I just, you know, it's, I was just, oh, I didn't enjoy it. I mean, it was bad for all three of us because the producer happened to catch the end of Halifax against Torquay. Wow, you they know, they were 2 1 up. Okay, well, I got a bit bored with the derby. I didn't think Liverpool... Once it was 2-0, I thought, well, they're not coming back here. Yeah, it's great when so Halifax talk is box office and <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool versus Everton isn't in Andy's eyes. That's oh, very he rare, been gutted. He loves his that... non-league football. <laughs> well, it was actually quite exciting. And the winning goal by uh, Halifax, obviously, was very painful for John, but uh, it was a yeah. good goal, so fair enough. Uh, yeah, and uh, um, but I just thought Chelsea... I thought it was as bad as anything under Lampard, really. I just thought wow. it was just such a poor performance against the Southampton team really there for the taking you can see in the first 10 minutes and it's just it was an instructional reading my timeline because I, I, I sort of make notes which are a bit ranty mm. uh, so the first <clears> one says Alonso should have done better well he should have done really should have scored there, oh yeah really. now we should point out Andy when he watches a game of football you just watch a game of football you soak it up you'll have a little internal rant you might whatsapp your mates or you might text <laughs> your mates but Andy sits there with a book sits there with a book and it's, it's not the workings of a madman if, if, honestly, Frank Skinner used to say to us, if they ever found Andy's books, he would be locked up. <laughs> because it was the ravings of an absolute lunatic. So, um, so give us some of the yeah. stuff that you said. Okay. And, and I'm not saying any of this is right, but this, is, this was my feelings through the game. Kante, such a poor footballer. Weight of pass. That's one thing. <laughs> then some of Werner's passing I've written. That's just terrible. And it just does tra- it trails off there, does it? Yeah, after Chelsea's some of those final passing. Yeah, sorry, yeah. carry on. Chelsea's final ball is dire. Mm. Uh, one of the worst thirty minutes I've ever seen. Well, blimey! <laughs> Not worth watching. Okay. <laughs> Gave Southampton too much confidence. How can you make Southampton look so good? <laughs> Ziyech came on. What for? He's useless. <laughs> 
Atletico shaking in their boots. <laughs> Whereas Leeds will murder a pathetic Southampton team. I'm not saying any of this right. is norm, normal no, behaviour. This, this is the ravings. This is ravings. It's all yeah. written down in blood. Yeah. Oh, sorry, with a pen. <laughs> But this one, listen to this, this is good. Taking Hudson and Doy off is one thing, but bringing on Zia, you might as well have brought me on. He was pathetic. <laughs> Not Ben me, you mean you, I take it. <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we should talk about that because it's been a big talking point this weekend. Mm. Um, I mean, to, to put a player on and then take him off half an hour later, a young player, who, you know, we know has got a bit of an, mm. a bit of an entourage. He's been a bit unsettled uh, recently. There mm. was some talk of him going to jail. I mean, what did you make of that as a move? Because some people have said Abramovich might have liked he might like the fact that a manager was strong enough to do that. Well, I didn't like it. I don't think the players would have liked it. I can't imagine the dressing room particularly went for it. I just think, isn't there a normal protocol? You go, well, he was feeling a bit of a hamstring, and then you give him a, a rollicking in the dressing room if that's what you want to do. But they don't, the facts don't bear it out. And, and I, I get annoyed with managers who criticise the players, and you think, well, have a look at yourself, mate. You should have brought on Giroud. You do know Giroud's got a fantastic record against Southampton. You do know that, don't you? You should have brought him on. That was one thing when he took Abrahams off. Um, you know, he persevered with Vernon. Vernon it was pretty terrible and hudson Adoy actually set up Chelsea's goal mm. if you look at his stats they look quite decent yeah, I didn't think he played but, you know, badly he played alright and I just thought you know why don't you have a look at yourself mate and I thought that sort of managing you know I'm not saying he won't be there next season but you know you wouldn't be massively surprised if they got rid of him in the summer if it doesn't yeah. go too well for it's him quite here. odd behaviour and, and he's had all the decent he's had a lot of easy games now he's, now he's got the tough games he's got Atletico tomorrow night Manchester United etc etc we'll see how he goes yeah. Yeah. That. I'm not going to have another <clears throat> rant, by the way. I'll just, I'll just say that this is clearly Jose by numbers. We've all been here before. We know what stage, the different stages of Jose. So we're at that stage now where he starts the distancing in earnest. Sometimes yeah. results are a consequence of multi-situations. Well, what do you mean by it? We, we start to look for the Jose subtext. We get the Brody's notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get a handy <laughs> guide of the, of the Jose. What, 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 what Shakespeare actually meant here? What Jose actually <clears throat> means here? <clears throat> My coaching <clears throat> methods are second to nobody in the world oh yeah okay uh, I think for a long long time we have problems in the team that I cannot resolve uh, by myself as a coach so you get all these loaded talking points he lobs these grenades in and he walks out the press cup we've seen it so many times before I, I don't quite see the point of it but I still stand by 14th and toxic by the time he leaves we'll, yeah, probably. we'll see it, 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 but well done to West Ham they were the better team they, they played they played well Tottenham had a go in the second half yeah. but if you defend like that you will get beaten, and um, yeah, but I thought they, they could, held they were out. A bit well. unlucky not to get in. Bale's showing a few signs yes, of looking a bit yeah. better. Um, I've, I've been uh, logging uh, after your com comments about sit, sit people down. You know that we had a whole weekend of people sitting defenders down and mm. sat the goalie down. Sat the goalie so down. One, yeah. yeah, there was one by uh, last week when the Spurs were playing against that team from uh, Austria, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bale, he sat the defender down. And then on uh, Saturday, uh, Danny Murphy said, Minamino sat the goalie down. Yeah. So that's sat the goalie down, watch. No one as yet has gone rogue and gone with Minamino. Because we were told by a man in Japan, when he, when we signed, when he signed, we said, we'll call our man in Japan. And uh, we said, tell us more about Min Minamino. And he said, well, for a start, it's pronounced Minamino. But then that's what it lends itself to. But obviously no yeah. one has gone, no, no um, commentator as yet has had a worm with the player. And he said, it's Manamano. But uh, maybe <laughs> they will. And we can do that little mix. I, I was a little not bit little bored mix, during obviously. the... 
No, no, obviously. Uh, uh, during the City-Arsenal game, I got a bit bored in the second half because in the Arsenal were going to score and City didn't look they were going to score. It looked like mm. it finished 1-0 and it did. So I was thinking about this and I think I've decided that George Cohen should call himself the GC. I've decided, so I've got a new career for him. He can do a reality show with Summer Monty's Fulham Might Actually Stay Up. Yeah. George can talk Summer through the glamorous days of 66 while she can teach him to ride a horse. That, I this is, the this GC is gold, Andy. Summer. <clears throat> this is gold. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I'm looking for TV formats for Brighton's Percy Tau. I can't believe we haven't done it before. Um, throw in the Tau, which is a kind of Challenge Annika type show. So go on then, do your worst. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We're going to be discussing uh, Gaz's appearance on Italian I'm a Celebrity. Uh, on breakfast this morning, Ali McQuist was quite surprised to hear his old mate and occasional uh, housemate during their Rangers days was going to uh, take part. Hey, Lionel, I'm in the first plane home after 24 hours or he'll win it. It's as simple as that. There's going to be no, there'll be no grey area. He'll <laughs> Does he have any fears, Ali? Aye! He's scared of everything! <laughs> He's terrified of everything! Really? No. I, I'll tell you right now, do you know what you and I need to do? We need to move to Genoa or somewhere, because we've got to see this. And we we have got to see this. That is commitment to the job, isn't it? Moving yeah. to Genoa just so you can watch Italian I'm, I'm like a Rome or you could get a, We Milan, could get a nice part Florence. of the world, Genoa. Oh, yeah. You've yeah, been there. I've bad, been there. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, no, very, very smart, nice. yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, so we thought we'd head to Italy and look at Gaza's celebrity status in Italy. Joining us now, our old friend Tancredi Palmieri, Italian football expert. Hi, Tank. Hello, guys. Can you hear me? We can. Loud oh, yes, and clear. Loud and yes, clear. we can. Um, yes, I mean, it's, what are people saying in Italy about this? They're excited by the prospect of Paul Gascoigne ah. in, in Honduras, which is where they film this? I have to tell you, uh, this, at the moment, has made more news in England than in Italy. <laughs> Not because uh, you would think that uh, uh, Gaza uh, fame is more over there than here. I can tell you that whenever you mention Gascon in Italy, he's enlightening uh, uh, the mood, uh, he's uh, opening uh, eyes wide to everybody, he's, uh, he's still as famous as ever as it was. But because actually there has not been still any official announcement from uh, the um, from the basically from the from the channel mm. uh, that is one of the national channels, uh, there was only. A uh, couple of weeks ago, uh, the, one of these uh, uh, TV blogs, actually one that is mm, the most informed, usually having leaks about uh, the next casting of these big shows, and it actually was throwing in uh, the news. Then yesterday it appeared on the sun. We know that the sun is on top uh, with this thing. So uh, uh, it hasn't been given much round there about that uh, for this reason. Actually... A few hours ago, I saw that it, uh, it made the news uh, Ali McCoy's not holding his laugh in Italy as well. It was reported <laughs> so actually in that way. But if, Gasco if really it is confirmed, I mean, even officially, uh, everybody will be watching it. It's, uh, the fame of a Gaza here is untouchable as, uh, as in England. Does he speak Italian? I mean, did he speak Italian when he played there? And does he? I, I have no not idea if he does or not. Oh, really? <laughs> not at all. Not oh, at no. all. I remember only one uh, post-match interview. So we are talking about post-match interview. That was uh, 
uh, in, uh, in a rough half Italian, uh, a famous, uh, well, <laughs> there was a, a famous moment where he jumped in an interview um, just saying, uh, well, how can I say that in English? Well, in Some, an acceptable English. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah, the exactly. <laughs> well, he said basically hello to, um, I would say, to a libertine woman, hello to a libertine woman, in a, in a, in a, using a, a deep Italian slang, which was very inu- unusual for someone like, Gad- like Gaza. Mm. And also, it was, became very popular, not only for being Gaza, but also because we had this, uh, we had this show at the mid-90s uh, that basically was uh, a mocking show on football to whom everybody was uh, taking part in Italy, every uh, footballer. And it is the show that basically has inspired uh, largely uh, Football Italia uh, with James Richardson, but also Soccer AM, as far as I know. It was mm. largely inspired by this. And uh, the Lazio players were often, sent, probably you saw that uh, some of these clips over there, were often sending over some own produced clips where Gaza was singing uh, in playback uh, and the other players were like, doing his, uh, his, quarters, his, his quarters line. So he, even without speaking Italian, he was always so directly uh, accessing all Italians uh, with this attitude. So I don't think it's going to be an issue for him speaking or not Italian, to be honest. Yeah. And has he been over, Tank? Has he been over to Italy much in personal appearances, appeared on TV? So he's still kind of in the consciousness of, of Italian people and Italian football fans? No, zero. I have to tell you, zero. Mm. I, there, there hasn't been any single interview or anything. But the thing is that uh, um, is, combined with the fact that the, the World Cup where he shined the most was uh, the World Cup 90, the yeah. Magica one, uh, combined with a few years at Lazio. But if you remember also at Lazio, uh, it, it was much more what he could have done, but he was out for one year with leg injury. Um, but anyway, he stayed so much in the imaginary, I would say, uh, of Italian fans of the 90s that uh, um, even if he hasn't appeared, uh, I mean, if you would announce tomorrow a primetime show having a 20 minutes interview with Gaza, I'm sure you would get fantastic ratings. It's good, it's good to hear, isn't it? Even though, it's in amazing. some ways, finally, think you really didn't see the best of him. I mean, our post that uh, cruciate ligament in that cup final, by the time he got to Lazio, he was a, he was still a, a good player, but I don't think he was quite the player he was before. So, and and it was that delay in him coming over because of that injury. And but still, he, it, you know, he, I think obviously he's well thought of in Italy. No, no, totally. I think also it's done to the fact that, uh, well, I have to say when he appeared back. Uh, he gave some. There was a time, a lapse of time in which he played fantastically. Let's say for one season. Mm. Uh, there was mm, Lazio fans. Don't forget a late gasp goal in the Roman Derby uh, with an iconic, uh, genuine celebration, jumping like as a kid. Mm. Um, mm. So there are there are all those glints, uh, but I would say it was enough because he was. I mean possibly the only one that you could compare for the kind of, of feelings that has provoked uh, to Gascogne, I would say it's Cassano, you know? Okay. Uh, but 
Gas- but also in a different way, because uh, anyway, Gascon being the fact that it was English, but I don't know who else you could take in, in the British scenario comparable to him, possibly only George Best. I mean, if we talk about all the package, uh, obviously not the way uh, his life slipped away uh, later, but I'm talking about uh, is a way to be so direct, so accessible to people. Uh, so also the fact that all, all going together, it's pretty a unique, uh, a unique uh, character. So uh, everybody, as I said, if, if a show would announce tomorrow a 15 minutes interview with Gaza, I'm sure that the ratings on primetime would be superb. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Percy Tau, blimey, some of your TV formats, they're sensational. Tau me, tau you, says Mark Carter. Percy joins Paul <laughs> Chuckle for a remake of the <laughs> Chuckle Brothers sake. TV show. Um, tau Zat, Percy owes the weekly roundup of South African Village Cricket. Oh, there he's all very good. Set of Tau's, the family of the Tau's challenge each other to a game of tennis, says Danny. So, yeah, this <laughs> is good. looking for some TV work for the South African Brighton player. Percy Tau this afternoon. A beautiful pea green boat, captained by Nicole Scherzinger, sells the world in the towel and the pussycat, says Dave in Manchester. <laughs> Ridiculous. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Our next guest, like many comedians, had to reschedule uh, uh, a tour that she had planned for last year. So we've got a new TV show starting on Channel 4. She's our old gaffer. We worked with our Jenny Eclair on a, a TV show a few years back. Um, it was ahead of its time, I, th- I like we, to think. Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, it's, it's clearly she doesn't think so. And we're going to take her back to those heady days of Splash, which was probably the only thing we could think about which was sports-related. The only sporting achievement in my entire CV. <laughs> That's it. Jenny Eclair joins us. Hiya, Jen. Hello, darlings. It's so... I wish I could see you. I've gone on Zoom and I can see myself and I can't see your faces. Oh, well, that's probably a good that's thing. True. We haven't aged well. I can, do, I can imagine you as you were. I'll yeah. imagine you as the younger man from back in the day. Yeah. 
That's that's that seems like a good idea. So I will tell you what though, before we before we talk about the tour and stuff, uh, Andy Brassel, who's our European football expert, was just in and I said you were coming on next. He said, Oh, Jenny Clay said she lives near me, and I will say the kid's always very impressed because when when they trick or treat, she's always very generous with the sweets. (laughs) Well, do you know why? There's a reason for that as well, because right, my seventy-two-year-old partner. He buys the sweets for the children and he buys just huge amounts because he's very greedy. And the last <laughs> thing I want is for him to have any leftovers. So when the kids come, I give them fistfuls and he's behind me going, mm, mm, they don't really need that many, do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been noted. It's great to know the local kids know that... Uh, oh, I'm that, down uh, with the kids. Yeah. And I, I, do you know what? I genuinely do believe that, you know, if you're nice to the children, they'll be nice to you mm. should you ever need them. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, is a very long tour, I know. It starts on the 2nd of September. It's been rescheduled. Well, fingers it? crossed, Andy, you know. Mm. I mean, mm. we've been put back and we've been put back. Uh, it's, it's such a difficult thing. But fortunately, because of my um, ageing demographic, my audience are usually uh, mostly over 50s you know we're we're in pole position when it comes to jabs I feel a bit sorry for the younger comedians who'd like to be setting off on tour and some of their audiences you know won't be jabbed by September or won't have had their second jabs but I'm kind of relying on my ancient audience to be completely jabbed have you been jabbed yet, like, Jenny? No, darling, how dare you? How old do you think I am? Well, the tour, no, women's g- no women are going to admit that. The I've tour, got a friend who won't admit it. I mean, when the tour is called 60 and marks your 60th yeah, year, yeah, yeah, then... Yeah. then it yeah. is a bit of a giveaway, isn't yeah, it? No, yeah. I'm in that funny position now where quite a few people I know have been jabbed. Hmm. Um, and it is... I do know people as well who have been very coy about their age in the past who now the vaccine is around, have stopped being coy and they're there with their <laughs> sleeves rolled up going, me next, me next. But what's happened with the 60 to 65s is there's a lot of people in front of us who are the clinically vulnerable mm. and, you know, uh, carers and um, NHS staff and people who really are on the front line. And I think our teachers involved in that as well. They should be. They anyway, should be, yeah, I'm being very patient and I'm being very good. Mm. Um, good. Beyond the tour, um, you've also got a new TV show on on Channel Four called Draws Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, yeah. Draws Off is great. I, I mean, I want to turn everybody off football and onto Draws Off. <laughs> well, good luck um, on TalkSport. You, know, you two are so sweet <laughs> having me on your show because there'll be people listening going, "Why? Why? Why is she talking about not sport? This is not sport. This is drawing. This is a drawing show called Draws Off," and. Um, it's very good-natured, and I had an absolute ball doing it. It's one of those sort of sneaky shows we managed to film during lockdown, just before it all got deadly serious again. Uh, we did the whole block of filming in November in Manchester, um, and we did it all on, on sort of socially distancing. There was no testing or anything like that. We really got away with it. And uh, but it was it was quite it was very easily structured so that we could maintain social distance. Basically, five people come on board every week and they each have an easel and um, one of they take it in turn to be the life model. Are you you get it so far? Mm -hmm, Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So they're amateur artists, five of them competing for a grand. But the twist is at some point during the week, they will be 
the uh, person on the podium with no clothes on. Wow. But wow. before everyone gets totally excited and the, the old dirty old man brigade start, you know, booking a seat in front of the telly for Monday afternoon at <laughs> 5.30 on Channel 4. I'm getting my plugs in here. Yeah, um, that's good. It is, it is a daytime television show and there are rules. So there are no rude bits on show. Oh. So there's a lot of uh, very tasteful draping and nice lighting. <laughs> And we didn't have to sort of, you know, put a gun to anybody's heads. Nobody cried. I think as a host, it would be a really horrible thing if anyone was sort of dragged kicking and screaming to the yeah. podium. Are, are there strategic bowls of fruit? Is it is it that sort of tasteful? <laughs> uh, you know, um, with- it could have been. Yeah. It could, we could have, it could have gone down the sort of the comedy route and yeah. just had, you know, iced buns and... Uh, mm. bowls of fruit as you say it's not no it's more sort of uh, draping it's classical oh, draping nice of fabrics and things mm. um, but yeah I mean they are quite a lot of them are quite classical poses we had one bloke who really made me laugh because he came and he said oh, no I've got a pose got a pose in my head mm. and uh, it was the Kate Winslet pose from Titan Ty- Sorry, I can't say Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Kate Winslet posted, you know, the one where she lies back on the chaise long mm. and she says, paint me like one of your French ladies. Mm. But it was a bloke and he was in the Kate Winslet <laughs> pose. And it was, that was very charming. So people came nice. with sort of ideas of what how they wanted to pose. Um, and then some of them thought better of their pose after 10 minutes because, of course, some things are very difficult to keep still for an hour on, you know. That's absolutely true. But if in case people wonder why you're involved with an art show, I follow you on Instagram, and I'd say the last year you've had a sort of, I don't know, a, a real, what's the way of putting it? Uh, and you just got into art, I suppose. I can't put it any other way than that. You've really produced a lot of work. <laughs> Too much work. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm, I love it, and I believe in it as a sort of, um, you know, mental health and a therapy thing. I mean, you know what it's like. Some people have sport and they really love it and they really get those endorphins. And I tried, guys. I really did. I did the couch to 5K. Mm. Have you ever done that? <laughs> done similar. You know, I've that done, running yeah. app. Mm, yeah, yeah. I tried that. I tried that. I tried it until I really wanted to set fire. I wanted to set fire to my trainers. I wanted to burn <laughs> everything. You know, it was just, I, and I am far happier um, fatly sitting there with a paintbrush. I mean, I do go out and get some exercise and all that because we have to. Um, but, you know, some of us are born to run and some of us are born to draw. <laughs> and I think the world does divide. It really does. I mean, I don't know many who, who love both equally. Jenny, we're sadly out of time. We never got around to talking about Splash, but um, happy memories of it. Oh, I was well. It's on YouTube. They can oh. always catch. Up. Should yeah. they want to see a middle-aged woman go face first <laughs> off a ten-foot board? You know, that's, if that's how you're going to get your kicks, oh. you know, feast yourself. Yes, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Percy Tau, he could be turning out tonight. <laughs> the South African could be turning out tonight for Brighton when they take on Palace. And uh, you've been coming up with some TV formats in case Percy goes off for of football. Um, what about this one? Chris says, Percy Tao discusses power ballads of the 80s with Carol Decker in Tapao Meets Patel. Does that work? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not it doesn't. Robbie says, a towel of two cities. Uh, Percy goes around the country comparing Britain's coastal towns with Brighton. Question mark here. You're not altogether sure, are you really? That's a winner. The leaning towel of 
pizza. Percy Tau oh, finds the maximum angle for which he can safely arrange a different flavoured pizza, says Mick in Durham. You do, honestly, can you see these programmes on telly, boys? The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. ITV's cold case detective drama Unforgotten is back for season four on ITV at nine mm. o'clock uh, this evening. And uh, joining us now to chat about that uh, is uh, actor, Liverpool fan. Come on to that in a moment. Sanjeev Baskar. Good afternoon, Sanjeev. Good afternoon, both of you. How are you? Yeah, we're good, thank you. I, I, I only realised today, reading a preview of, of uh, this new series of Unforgotten, that it's been three years since it was last on. It doesn't seem that long. Well, well, I mean, we can all discount the last year, can't we? That's, so it's that's probably been that. yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it probably would have been two years then, wouldn't it, I would imagine. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a group of Rip Van Winkles, kind of like, you know, just uh, got together. <laughs> Let's just kind of forget the last year. Did you? This, uh, this, so would would on. you have? Would it have been on last year? Would you have? Was it always kind of planned to be a show that came out in twenty twenty, but for the virus? Uh, yeah, that was the plan, and mm. we were we started filming it at around. We were filming this time last year, and then had to take a six month break and finish it off in October. So yeah, I think originally the plan was that it would be out last year. I was uh, doing a bit of research and to just remind myself, I loved the series, but as you say, it has been a few years since it was on. And I'd forgotten about your backpack, which fans seem to really be quite obsessed <laughs> it about. Could, it's going to get its own spin-off series. <laughs> well, it's got its own agent. Yeah. Uh, it's got a better deal than I have, so... Although I feel like, you know, I'm carrying that character. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, you could have let that go. You could have been generous and let that go. Um, you could have done that. Yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a weird thing because, you know, I, I chose it as my bag uh, when we did um, sort of first series. And uh, there was so much so much commentary about, you know, why have I got a backpack? It looks ridiculous. I just thought, it's just a bag, you know, it's kind of... So by the second series, I thought, well, you know, we could have some fun with it. And I just got the costume department to fill it with stuff. And I said, don't tell me what's in it because you're carrying a bag in a scene. It's got to look like it's got something in it. Uh, And I won't look, I won't, you know, open it and look at it until the end of the day. And what they put in it just got more and more mad. And so uh, I started to post the contents after each episode had gone out. So Brilliant. I've done the same this time around as well. What sort of things Excellent. we talked about then, Santi? What sort of things have popped up in the bag? Oh, the neck. There have been, you know, there have been um, stiletto boots in there. There was a, a, a metal pelican they put in there. Ray <laughs> Bentos pie was in there, a picture of the Queen. I mean, it's just... <laughs> It's utterly, utterly random. It's like a kind of psychedelic, psychedelic game of um, the generation <laughs> game, isn't it? Really, on the yeah. conveyor belt, you've got to try and guess what's in. That's bizarre. Well, psychedelic what? and psychedelic. Psychedelic. My old vent act I used to do. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's interesting though because there have been other cold case shows, but they, it, what's interesting about this show is that the two main characters, Nicola Walker's character and your character, have these whole lives and these whole storylines that, that are woven around, aren't they? The, the cases that you have to solve. Yeah, and I think I think what sets it apart is that um, you know they're quite. What's remarkable about them is that they're they're unremarkable, and so I think the focus of the viewers remains on you know the case and the suspects and and their lives, and you know the little bits of our lives kind of weave in and out. You know our lives aren't the story, if you like, and uh, and in that sense I think it it constantly goes back to the good writing, uh, which is about real people and you know real feelings and real attitudes and so it's not you know guns and car chases uh, type 
cop mm. show, which which are great, and I kind of enjoy those, but it's not one of them. But this full series starts with um, uh, Cassie Stewart, the DCR you work with, having had a year off um, from mm. the job. That's right. When uh, season three ended, mm. uh, the Cassie mm. character had kind of had enough, and uh, so she wanted to leave. And at the beginning of four, she's told that uh, if she doesn't come back and complete three and a half months, uh, she's not going to get a pension that she's been working towards for the last 30 years. So that forces her back into the fray. Wow. And um, you always get yeah. great cast. We've talked about this before about the show. You always get really, really good cast, don't you? Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, we had Tom Courtney in the first one who won a BAFTA and Mark Bonner in the second one won a BAFTA. Uh, so mm. you know, the pressure's not on me, is it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the pressure's on uh, Liz White, who people might remember from uh, Life on Mars and mm. Ashes to Ashes. Uh, Faldot Sharma, who who was in EastEnders. Andy Nyman, uh it's a good name, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Sheila Hancock, Dame Sheila Hancock. Wow. Uh, as well. So, it's a, yeah, it's a cracking cast. Yeah, well, we look forward to it. Nine o'clock uh, tonight, and it's not going to be uh, released as a kind of in advance of the box set. So, you know, there's always a great reveal in the series. So um, we'll, have to, we'll have to catch it episode by episode, won't we? Yeah, it's old school. It's kind of uh, delayed gratification. It does mean that, you know, you've got a week to talk about it and yeah. discuss it and see where it's going. And then hopefully... Uh, you know, by the time we get to episode six, the last one, everyone will be watching it at the same time. Now we had a, a sort of brief online chat before this, and I, I, I and I said that um, last week this was, and I said, you know, good result against Leipzig, and you said, yeah, well, they were maybe a touch more accommodating than Everton yeah. are likely to be, and you have been proved correct, mm. Sanjeev. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's obviously disappointing when your team loses, uh, but I think also. I think it's understandable. I think that you know the the whole you know get rid of pop thing and is is an overreaction because I think you learn from your um, you know the, the difficult times and I think that particularly over the last four years while Klopp's been there, I think there's been an improvement year on year, and I think it's an unusual year in in terms of the injuries and that's what you learn from. That's where you learn about your squad. Uh, you know, it's given the opportunities for some like um, Curtis Jones to improve. He may not have had the minutes. Um, you know, had there been a first team available. So, you know, although it's disappointing, I'm, I'm sort of like quite, you know, positive about the future, to be quite honest. Oh, yeah, when they all come back, the players, and they'll they'll buy it. I think they made the mistake, though. They did, I was reading this morning that they could have got Koulibaly and they bought two other centre-halves. I never understand recruiters when they do this. They buy two cheaper players and a bit more money, you could have bought one decent player. I'm not saying the other two won't quite, develop. Quite a lot but... more money. <laughs> Quite a bit more money, yeah. yeah. Well, quite a bit more money, but I always think it's a bit of a waste to do that. I think you might as well buy the one you actually need and want, and spend the money on him. But there you go. Well, I think I think that's what Klopp did. You know, that's certainly what he did with Van Dijk. I mean, he kind of held out for Van Dijk, and I think that it was such an unusual year in terms of losing your centre backs, having your, you know, two of your key, most key midfielders having to push back into that position, uh, then now them being injured as well. Um, is is such an unusual place to be that I think that, you know, I'd imagine that they'd be looking at the summer and the recruitment, having learnt from this year. Yes, yeah. so beyond uh, Unforgotten, Sanjeev, what, what else have you got coming up? I suppose we're, we're hoping over the next few months we start to get back to normality. Uh, so I, I, have you got plans afoot? Well, you should say that you've been a part of a campaign to persuade people to be vaccinated. I noticed that yeah, you were I saw in that, that as last well. Week. Important. Yeah, that's Im- important work. Yeah, I did. Well, the thing was that, you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, cautious, doubtful or cynical about it. And 
it depends on where you get your information from. And, you know, you know, if there's something wrong with your car, you go and see a mechanic, you know, mm. um, but a lot of people are, seem to be getting their information uh, from something they've overheard or, or whatever. And I'm lucky enough to know a few people who, you know, work in the medical industry, whether they're virologists or geneticists. And I spoke to them and, you know, all the concerns about, well, the vaccine, it's kind of, you know, how can they do it so quickly? Well, you know, it's, they're platforming, they're kind of basing their research on other research they've already done because there have been other uh, coronaviruses mm. uh, in the past. Uh, and also the amount of money that's thrown at it. You know, there's not been as much money around the world thrown at this uh, as there have been with vaccines in the past. So a lot of it was just to persuade people to kind of you know, be cautious, fine, question it. I think it's important to question everything, but it's also important to kind of go to the experts, really, to get uh, get your answers. Not some bloke called Ron. Uh, <laughs> Ron knows his oh, yeah. stuff, but he's not medically oh, yeah. trained, you know. He's, he's, <laughs> no, well, this no. is the, he's, not, he's not trained in anything, but he's no. got an opinion. He's got, an, he's, got an, he's got an opinion, Ron. That's the thing. That's yeah. what counts. Yeah, so that's that's right. the thing with Ron. Yeah, you don't want Ron's opinion on this. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. As you heard on breakfast, because we spoke to James Coppinger mm. on Friday, who designed the kit for uh, the game mm. at the weekend, and uh, he, he scored a fantastic late equaliser, didn't he? he stepped yes. up and took the free kick. In the I've been trying. I tried to find it this morning. I couldn't find it on online, but uh, it sounded absolutely brilliant. Yeah, well, it was, it was fantastic. That, uh, that we all... normally bock people, so it's unusual for somebody <laughs> to do well after <laughs> yeah, they spoke. That's it. very true. We brought them a bit of luck in that game, didn't we? Uh, Doncaster three, Hull three, and they were three one down at one point. So this was interesting yeah. as well. Chris Hughton oh, yeah. was saying he's really looking forward to fans coming back. They got a good result the weekend, Forest. And what they decided to do, I don't know if this was Chris's call or what, but they decided to play uh, crowd effects over the PA system. They've tried this oh, at I'm a few a clubs. Big advocate of this. So I, the players in the IPL, involved the in the players moment. Players loved it. Yeah, yeah. So it worked. They said it thinks it worked. The crowd effects over the uh, the PA, and he said uh, it's you know it's it's um, it's kind of marginal gains, but it made a difference mm. to them. So maybe more teams will start yeah. doing it. I noticed them watching Amazon football last week that I think their crowd effects are better than the main channels. They they really were club specific and, and I don't know whether they've got a little bit of a delay that gives them a chance to do something a bit more, but I thought they were well-timed and sounded much more authentic. I mean, generally, I don't bother with them, but with Amazon, I, yeah. you, I, I did and I thought they were rather good. I think something that backs that up, Andy, is that you see there was a quote from Hamza Chowdhury after they played Slavia Prague last week and he put in a bit of a hefty tackle on one of their players. Hmm. And uh, 600 fans are in the ground and start giving him the bird for the tackle. And he yeah, said yeah. he loved it. He said it was great. He said it made him feel <laughs> like a footballer again, you know, proper yeah, stick from fans for, uh, for putting oh, in no, the challenge. And so they must, yeah, they must miss it. It is interesting, though, since I've really uh, started to follow Brentford with a bit of a passion, uh, they, they, it's annoying to me, it's Chelsea already, it's quite amazing. They really are incredible. They, last year they really threw it away when they should have qualified automatically. They went on a great run, 21, then they get to the top, yeah. they get in the top two, and then they've lost three in a row. You think, what, what's that? You know, you're sort of all right when you're chasing the thing, and when you actually get there, then you lose your well, bottle. The it's manager said they haven't that. choked. He said they're just on a bad run of games. Well, that's twice that they have, so yeah. we'll see. A long way to go, yeah, there. And uh, I like this text about... I love the way people think things work. This is Dino in Derbyshire, wrote to the uh, Daily Star. Oh, said, yeah. Someone at Dave 
on Freeview should tell Jimmy Carr that the late great Ken Dodd did the tax jokes better. And you think, how do you think that somebody from Dave would actually ring Jimmy Carr up and say that, mate? I don't think they will, would they? Seems unlikely, Nobody, Andy. It's, it's never going to happen, is it? So why would you want them to do that? It's uh, not going to happen. People have been doing different things during lockdown, including uh, nine-year-old Lexi Craven, who has uh, taken up mm. uh, uh, being a contortionist, an amateur contortionist. And uh, she, she trains <laughs> six point. times a week oh, now. Right. And uh, there was a picture of her suitably contorted. So well done to her. You know, it's mm. a gymnastic thing. It's good for your fitness. Yeah. And all that. But I would have liked you to have done that, Andy. I'd like to think you'd come through this lockdown as a, as a quite a seasoned amateur contortionist. Oh, yes. Never really. quite so happened. Fle- uh, so flexible. Great, which is a Very great unlike. show. Anyway, a bit more for okay. Percy Tao. This is from uh, the oh, Reverend yeah. Phil Richardson. Good afternoon, Rev. He says, uh, Tao now, brown cow, where Percy travels the length and breadth of Britain investigating all the local regional accents. Oh, I can see that taking off. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, uh, the producer has dusted off a few more of those old mini-discs from back in the day. He's been plundering them for uh, for old clips. And uh, these takes you back to May, June 2008. They're not necessarily curated. As we say, they're warts and all, but there they are from uh, 2008. And Andy, why not kick us off? Yeah, we begin with Mike Parry, experimenting with the English language. Unfortunately, like a lot of industries in this country, the word Ford is thought to be English, but it's not. It's American. They're a huge company in this country, but they're American. And even our football now is succumbing to what you might call the multinational aspect. Succumbing? Succumbing. It's not a word you hear very often. Or at all. Banging the desk because he was speaking. Yeah, of course. Um, Alan Brazil and Ronnie Arani on breakfast now, back in the day, uh, talking lower league football. You know, I like Cambridge. I used to go and watch them. Uh, not 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 as regular as Colchester, but I used to go and watch Cambridge. The problem is Exeter. I've got I've got Russell Osman and Steve Penniman down there at Exeter. Have you ever been punting in Cambridge? Punting, Cambridge yeah. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and he loves he loves the traditions, Alan, doesn't he, of Cambridge? Punting punting on the dogs in Cambridge. Brilliant. Marvellous. Back to, back to Mr. Parry now. Doing what he does best, interrupting. Kick about weekend with Mars. Indeed. I mean, the sun, has, the sun has helped an awful yeah. lot. We've got yeah. the lovely Mars girls yeah. with the free bags. We have. Yeah. We certainly have. We well. certainly have. It's like he's there to put you off. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's a test. It's like the but yes Moose. no game. Moose sounds about thirteen. He does. Young Moose. What a series that would be. Like young Sheldon. Um, yeah, I don't know who'd play him. Yes. Yeah. Here's a call to John Gaunt looking back on the good old days. When I was at school thirty years ago in high school, yeah, the girls even did woodwork. Wow. Well. well. We learned how to do woodwork. I mean, it took me six months just to make a plastic spoon. Okay. What well, in woodwork? <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, Resistant materials is what they called it, didn't they? I don't know. Six months to make a plastic spoon in a woodwork class. Andy. Returning to Mr. Brazil, welcoming a guest. Delighted to welcome Hulse's, uh, Hulse City's assistant manager, Brian Horton, joins us now. Brian, good morning, pal. Good morning, how are you doing? Robot Brian Horton. (laughs) (laughs) Fancy some uh, instant mash. I don't know about you. This is a call at Max Rushton. Remember him? Uh, Who was sitting in for James Whale on the late night show at the time, talking about an extraterrestrial encounter. We went to a Guy Fawkes firework display one night. We were coming home, um, decided to go. I live on like a high rise apartment in London. Yeah. Went on my roof um, just to have a look at the fireworks and stuff. And then we turned around facing. Um, 
basically Hampstead Heath, which yep. is where I live now. And um, we saw like three lights in the sky. Yeah, it were fireworks, mate. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was a firework display. <laughs> were they exploding yeah. rockets? There we are. Well done, Tim. Uh, Mike Parry again, uh, alongside Andy Townsend, with a competition question. In which film starring Bill Murray did this song appear? I'm lost in translation. Right, in which film starring Bill Murray was this song <laughs> no, featured? No, that was the film he, he was asking. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He had the answer in front of him. Oh, don't, don't, don't dig too deep. Um, Derek Thompson now, good old Tomo, king of racing, getting revved up for a trip overseas. And I must tell you guys, the last time I was in Moscow was for the Olympics. The Olympics, I won't tell you how long ago that was. Well, don't tell us then. No. Okay, it must be 1980, I presume. That's the only time they had it. I think okay. so. Yeah. Well done. Of course, in 2008, there was a huge FA Cup story as Harry Redknapp's Portsmouth won the Cup. But listening to Lawrence Mora, it didn't seem to make much impact. 200 fans have watched Portsmouth parade the FA Cup around the city. Just 200. <laughs> Not much of a turnout. <laughs> I've soon forgotten. He, he must have meant 200,000, I suppose. I thought they had a bigger <laughs> fan base than that. This is Keith <laughs> Arthur on Fisherman's Blues taking a call. Joe's on the phone in Enfield. Hi, Joe. Uh, bear with us for a couple of minutes, just getting in the car. It's not easy, that, minutes. on a phone-in. <laughs> bear with us for a couple of minutes there, Keith. Just uh, talk amongst yourselves on national radio. <laughs> Brilliant. Mickey Quinn now, with a fine impersonation of one of Norwich's finest. Or the chairman. Or Delia. Or even Delia. Delia. Come on! Come on! Put it in! I don't think Delia said, come on, come on, put it come in. On, put it That's in. Not, that wasn't not really a catchphrase, was it? Really? I don't really, really find a way of T-shirts with that put, on. Put it in the oven, I suppose, when it's ready. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and finally, this is Ronnie Arani with news of a fantastic competition prize. We'll be giving away another £1,000 worth of power tools, professional power tools, tomorrow morning with Bosch, leaders in Lithuanian technology. <laughs> I think I think lithium, isn't it? <laughs> what is the cutting edge of Lithuanian technology at the moment? I've got absolutely no idea. So look, it's easy done. So there we are, just a little dip into the archives. That was May, fun. May June two thousand and eight. Minor um, detour for you uh, this afternoon, and we'll we'll do it again uh, next week. And is there anything else you want to discuss today with the, with the boys and girls? I'd say I've got something for you. Oh yeah, go on, yeah. Um, I didn't realise it. Tuckle. You know what the word tuckle means in German? <laughs> I know what I thought it meant on Saturday when you yeah. and died. <laughs> Don't say yeah, it. Go no, it's what? cloth. 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 So he is, he is Tommy Cloth, which makes him sound like... Uh, Jürgen Cloth. He sounds like a character from Peaky Blinders, doesn't he? Yeah. Good old Tommy Cloth. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. It doesn't really take us uh, anywhere, but I thought no, I'd let you know. It's fine, really. Um, what else have we got? Oh, yeah. the uh, <laughs> I've, I've finally worked it out, actually, that Rita Ora, one of the, I think the only reason she's famous, I've mm. decided this, the only reason she's famous is because her name is great for headlines. That's it. Okay. She goes years without making an album. It doesn't seem to matter. She's in the paper every day. Today's Rita Flora blooms in Oz. So I suppose that's something to do with flowers. But it, it just works, doesn't it? Aura Flora. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Well, that's all right. well it's, it's, it's good to have a catchy name. Um, well, it is. Uh, <laughs> what else have we got for you this afternoon? I've got more Percy Towels. You're loving Percy Towels. Oh, yeah. Percy Towles, South yeah. African play. Coming up some mm. TV formats uh, for him. A towel does your garden grow in which Percy visits various gardeners such as Titchmarsh, 
Don and Thrower, where you have a job, sadly, <laughs> visiting Thrower. To get uh, yeah. gardening tips from the professionals, <laughs> says Dan, mm. the Fulham fan. When, when did Titchmarsh just become a surname? But uh, there we are. Uh, Les Holt has written to the Sun. Of course he has, yeah. Uh, of course he has. Well, he writes about it twice a week. Uh, here he writes, normally he writes about Manchester United and just telling us that they beat Newcastle 3-1 last night. It just tells you what you know, already knew. But today it's, as Harry and Meghan divide the nation, Sun columnist Lorraine Kelly is full of respect and warmth for them. She deserves praise for sticking by them. Or does she really? I don't think so, but there you go. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'm back alongside Max Rushton tomorrow from uh, 1. And he's back with us on Friday. Actually, Thursday, if you include uh, the birthday spread, uh, late on Thursday afternoon. If you can listen tomorrow from 1, great. If not, the podcast will be available around 5. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.